Hey there, soul. Have you heard the truth? The truth is, God became a man and walked the earth. He put on flesh to fulfill His plan. Oh, and it's you He came here for. It's the best news you. What to do? The people were amazed. Even nature had to obey. Oh, right, he died at thirty-three. For he's clearly God. Couldn't he have stopped it? Oh, yes, he could have. But he chose those nails. He chose those nails. Why did He choose those nails? See, that was the task. Your Savior's hand. You see, we're all tainted, born into sin. God made a way. See, God loves you so.
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Wasn't that a beautiful song? That song was by our guest tonight, Amy Moosefelt, and she's going to be joining us tonight. Today's date is January 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2024. I'm Greg Messina. And if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, the way, the truth, the life. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. I don't know if you know who Jesus is, but if you don't, we do encourage you to get to know him today. I do have to give you the bad news first. First, we are all sinners, and that means we've all missed the mark. We all fall short of the glory of God. We deserve eternal separation from God and his blessings. But the good news is, here's the good news, ready? Our debt or sins have been fully paid for by the finished work of Jesus Christ on that cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for our sins. He died. He was buried. But it's the only person who has risen in a fully glorified body on the third day. Hallelujah. He is risen. If you believe that this has happened, placing your trust in that blood of Jesus, you are saved from eternal damnation. Believe that he rose again. Trust in the blood. You will begin to want to start living for him and not for the world. As scripture states, we, we become ambassadors for Christ. Isn't that an amazing thing, a glorious thing? We don't deserve it. He gave it to us freely as a gift. And that's astounding. We welcome today Amy Moosefeld, as I mentioned to Uptime. When Amy was in her teens, she wound up in many shelters, a foster home and a group home. From a life of heartache and rebellion against her parents, she ran away from home multiple times. In her late teens, early 20s, she was chasing a modeling career. Sounds interesting, but that led to turning to new age, the new age, and witchcraft. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But after realizing that these were false religions and they were of the devil, she fully surrendered her life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So you know what? She created a YouTube channel back in 2020 so she could share her testimony with her friends and family. Now she wants nothing more than to be a soldier for Jesus Christ and lead as many people to him as she possibly can. So we are very excited to have her on. But before we do bring her on, she is backstage right now. We're going to, of course, introduce our uptime panel tonight. We are missing a few people. Uh, but we're going to start with Brother Bob Barber. Welcome, Brother Bob. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be back here in uptime. That was an incredible song by Amy. Brought tears to my eyes. Um, the piano is beautiful. I'm a, I'm a keyboard player, and I love the piano. And such a beautiful progression there. And I really appreciate that and the singing. Um, beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, hopefully uh, get to hear it again here soon. But uh, more like I won't have enough time. But uh, the link will be there for you guys to go get that music. But really, really excited about having Amy on. She's been helping us out here greatly. She's actually our moderator, okay, for the uh, comments section in here. And she... Uh, <laughs> She mentioned that there are some people in here that were flirting with each other last week. 
<laughs> and, you know, I was making a joke. I, hey, guy, guy, come on, pay attention, all right? You know, it's time to get serious, all right? We need to focus, okay? Okay, this is uptime, not hookup time, okay? <laughs> so, but we, we love all of our brothers and sisters in Christ here. But uh, I love what you talked about here, right? You opened up right away with the gift of salvation, Jesus Christ. And we and I, we talked a lot about that over the last two weeks. And I think that happened for a reason, because a lot of people are turning away from the gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. You see some of the videos I put out, you know, that's what I've been attacking. The Lord has been, put that on my heart now to go after this stuff and start cleaning this stuff up. People preaching that you can lose your salvation, that the gift is not good enough to take you all the way to heaven that somehow Mm -hmm. some way your sin can undo what jesus did at the cross okay paul had problems and god told paul my grace is sufficient Mm -hmm. he made all these comments about wretched old man that i am who would deliver me from this body of sin okay this this lowly body okay we're all sinful we get it all right the good news is we have an indwelling spirit that is glorified in Christ through the rebirth process of the Holy Spirit. That's done and sealed. Guess what? Where do we need grace, guys? We need grace for where sin is being produced and where is sin being produced. Amen. Not in the spirit, because the spirit is done and sealed. Glory of God's in there. That's the right. Flesh the flesh is sinning. Okay. Amen. The flesh, the flesh will be rebirthed, but in the meantime. Grace is being applied to our flesh because the flesh continues to sin, but the flesh is part of the regeneration process because all we are three parts, body, soul, and spirit, and the flesh will be regenerated. But in the meantime, it's dialed in through grace and it stands in good and it stays in God's good standing because Amen. of grace. So always remember that, folks. Grace is not being applied to your spirit because the work that God did there is already done, sealed, finished. Sealed. He doesn't mm-hmm. go in there and clean anything up because nothing's getting in there because it's sealed. Mm-hmm. But the grace is being applied to what you do in your flesh. And we already know the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. And last time I checked, none of us are immortal. So That's we are right. still paying for the wages of sin through our bodies. And I was telling Brother John this, I watched me for that great day. I was like, you have a born-again glorified spirit, and that's the work of God that's all done. But if you want to live a life with the Lord and sin your brains out, you can do that. The only problem is you won't be fruitful. You won't build up that many rewards in heaven. And you'll be bringing this black cloud over you, which is a, which is death, which is you basically you are killing yourself slowly, stages of death, with all your sin against your flesh. That's right. But if you dial that in and walk in the spirit, you can minimize that cloud in your life and you can maximize the works that you can do for the Lord, the fruit. That's right. So just uh, that's a big amen, word. brother. Big amen right here. Right. Coming from Amen. Me. And uh, we bring back Brother John, the watchdog. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah, seal. Now, the thing is, is um, every week we're doing this uh, this program with you guys, Uptime. And, of course, we're always looking forward to the blessed hope. Just remind yourself that one day we won't be, we won't be on the air because we're going to be raptured. 
So if you're not sure about it, make sure that you look into the gospel, which is First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. Now, we're sealed like Bob, uh, brother Bob was saying, like a mason jar. When the cap is in, it's sealed. There's no air going in, nothing. We're sealed. The Holy Ghost is sealed in us. There is no other way to escape or anything like this. Once you're sealed, you're sealed. That's it. Now, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. And yes, you can do bad things still. But I'm glad to announce you that I'm a saved sinner. I'm still a sinner, but my flesh is sinning, not me. Because my spirit is sitting with the heaven, in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lord, for that. And we had a great week. Um, we do Bible study, like I said, every morning, uh, five days a week, Monday to Friday. And last week, some people asked me how to get there. So I physically sent them the, uh, the, uh, the link to get on the Zoom but nobody uh, did show up. So if you're asking for that, well, at least you should come and see what we're doing. We're studying right now. We're studying verse by verse in the book of Ephesians. But um, everybody is welcome to come and to bring their story and everything. It's not a format that I'm a teacher and you listen. It's a format that I'm a watchdog and everybody is allowed to talk and speak, So, which is great. Interactive. Interactive. Thank you there for the translation. (laughs) That's what we like to do here on Uptime is be interactive. So we want to make sure that you're all communicating with us as well and uh, throughout. I typically bring up first of the day from Mm BibleGateway.com. Thank you, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Bob. So uh, this is coming from James 1.5, King James Version. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and Upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Amen. Amen. Uh, be careful um, what you pray for. If you pray that verse, be careful because the last part is true. It shall mm-hmm. be given to him. Like mm-hmm. once you get in Second Second uh, Timothy two fifteen, and you study to show thyself approved, you will see acknowledge knowledge and wisdom will come faster than you can. Yeah. Take it. Be careful there. It'll keep you up because you've been trying oh, to lay yes. in bed. It happened to me, and it'll yep. keep coming. I keep waking up and writing something yep. down on my phone and keep taking notes. And okay, I'm going to sleep, and I got to write this down. I got to write this down. And it's like uh, two hours later, I'm trying to fall asleep. Yes. So be, get ready for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you have to wake up. You will you will be so tired, and then you go to bed. And like mm-hmm. Brother Bob says, you wake up and you say, man, I, I got to go back to my Bible. There is something I need to check. Yes. I do use a program. Of course, I use Salt Searcher. But uh, it, once I put stuff in it, it, it just brings me a lot of knowledge and wisdom faster than I can take it. I love it. Yes. Very good. So before we bring Amy on, uh, Kevin was not able to make it. Uh, mm. He's been very busy with work and travel, so not able to make it. Uh, Bob Hagen, not able to make it, was really hoping to, hopes hopes to make it next week along with Kevin. Um, you know, listen, we all have our own lives outside of this, you know, mm. uh, outside of uptime, folks. So just keep them in prayer along with Michael. He also wanted to make it, but uh, he's dealing with some uh, health issues right now. So uh, please lift him up, lift them all up in yes. prayer as we should each and every day 
Um, and listen, we're blessed to be able to do this and back each other up each time as brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so it's a it's an amazing thing that the Lord has done here. We've been going on since May of 2020 here and uh, haven't missed a beat. Right, Bob? That's right. We have not missed a week. Um, so that's all for the glory of God. We're, this is not boasting uh, in ourselves here. So we're going to bring, without further ado, we're going to bring mm -hmm. on Amy yes. Roosevelt. Amy, welcome to Uptime. Hi, brothers. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Hello, Thanks. channel family. Thank you, guys. Well, first off, um, I need to thank our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for mm -hmm. giving me this opportunity to speak of him and to share about him and his works that he's done in my life on a platform like this. And I thank you guys for inviting me on here to do so. Thank you guys for the work that you are doing for the Lord Jesus Christ and edifying the brethren. I can't tell you how much you guys are truly a blessing to so many people and including me. Like, thank you guys for not skipping a beat. Like you just mentioned, all, all glory to Father, the God and Amen. our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to say amazing job with the music, with the oh, yes. song. Uh, mm -hmm. Incredible. Uh, tell us how did that that song yeah. first how did that song come about because i think it's an amazing story amen thank you all glory and all honor to the lord jesus christ um because i'm not a songwriter i've never spent my life just like writing songs i've wrote poems here and there but never a song and um it just ha happened so one day i was doing my dishes and i was just praising and worshiping the lord in spirit while i was doing the dishes and i was really just thinking about like truly who he is and holy smokes he did what for us like are you serious i was just like and i was in shock and i was in awe and i just it just hit me like the holy ghost just hit me as i was doing the dishes so much that i just like okay I'm going to put these dishes down and I'm just going to sit at my table and I'm just going to start writing. I need to write to you, Lord. I just felt like this coming on me that I need to write what I was thinking. And so I just started writing and um, it started to be a poem. And I just I, then it hit me that, oh, you know, what? I want to make this a song. And <laughs> you guys, I wrote it in 30 minutes. I'm not kidding. Like, I didn't even make any changes. That's it incredible. came on. 30 minutes. And, and the reason for it is because the whole point of the song was I was imagining myself sharing the gospel with somebody for the first time who's never heard it, who's never heard of Jesus mm -hmm. and what he did for us. And, and, it, and it, that's just that it, and it's, it's all to the glory of the Holy spirit. Mm. Um, and so that I, what happened is I wrote that and uh, I believe it was the year 2021. And um, since 2021 that I, I wrote that song, I've just been singing it to the Lord in my, in my spirit. And it's got really gone nowhere, except I just sang it myself for the Lord. Um, but then I need to tell you guys about Raylene. I give her credit. Raylene Marie Scheel. She's my dad's cousin. She's the one who, um, she's also a born again believer and, um, me and her are pretty close. 
and she's also doing her own works for the Lord. And what she's doing is she's putting together a playlist of songs for, um, for kids in jail. And she wanted that song. And I said, absolutely take that song. Oh my gosh. It's like perfect for that. Yes. So, um, since 2021, she has had, I think 2021, I could be wrong a little bit on the year, but it was around that time since then. Um, she's had that song herself and trying to find somebody who can put instruments to it. And she has her own music that she wrote and her own, um, like instruments, but I don't know what happened there with the other instrument people. I think she lost contact or something. So she had to find somebody new. So that's been just sitting there in the works from Raylene, um, since like 2021, like I said, when I wrote it. And then recently she contacted me and she's like, Hey, I finally found somebody that's willing to look at your song. And I'm like, great. That is, that is so awesome. And, um, see if he can put instruments to it. So, um, last week, I kid you not, you guys last week, I had a dream. I woke up from a dream and in my dream, um, there was somebody that showed up in my dream, a man with a piano. And I looked at the man with the piano and I, and I just started almost crying. Like, can you please teach me how to play piano so I can put that to my song? I really need instruments to my song and a piano would be beautiful for it. And I just remember the guy's face and he smiled at me and he's like, yes, yes, I will teach you. And he started playing it. And I just, I remember observing the piano and touching it and just like looking at it. You guys, the next morning, I wake up from a text message from Raylene, and she said, hey, guess what? That man I told you about, he um, put a piano to your song, and he edited it, and with the voice and everything, he, he put a piano melody to it, and she sent it to me, and I was just, I was just blown away. Amen. And that was only a week before I was to come on here and share my testimony, too. So it's really amazing how the Lord works, how he just orchestrated. It's like Isn't he just it? intervened like, hey, guess what? I have something for you guys, too. Right. I need you to play this uh, for everybody to hear it. <laughs> oh, wow. It, it, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, isn't it? It's uh, I love it. The Lord never ceases to amaze me. And I'm sure it's the mm -hmm. same for all of us across the board. Uh, you know, there's just such a, a newfound love in in something, but somebody, and it's not just something, but somebody, this isn't just going off, finding something that makes us happy. This is something that changes us from the inside and Amen it radiates to out to everyone else. And the Lord is at work in us. That is an amazing thing. And you are a great testimony of that, especially with your song, Amy. Um, amazing, amazing work. Um, that the Lord is doing through you. Uh, you are also you. a watchwoman, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, I am. The story is kind of, uh, what's the word? It, interest, it's very interesting. It's amazing. It's very amazing how that came to be about too. Um, before I forget though, with that song, I just needed, I, I told you guys, Raylene Marie Scheel is the one who orchestrated it, but I would probably kick myself in the butt if I ended this without saying who did it. It's uh, Livin' Paul from Livin' Paul Studios. He's the one who played that piano. So I just wanted to give him credit as well. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, credit the Watchmen. Is due. I, absolutely. Yes. Oh, and it's it is. I wish I could meet. I haven't met him. I wish I could uh, meet him and shake his hand, shake the hand of the one who made <laughs> the piano to the song that the Holy Spirit wrote. I I say the Holy Spirit wrote it. I just yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I see things like that happen to me sometimes in my dreams. And this is a beautiful melody. And I'm like, man, I'm singing. And I know the song, and I never heard it before, but I know it in my dream. And it's a beautiful melody. And then I come out of the dream, can't recall the song. You know? And there is a song. The Bible says that that in uh, Revelation chapter 5, 9, when we come up before the throne, that we'll sing a new song. And imagine that. We come up there, and we're all together, and I, where are we going to practice this song, John? Are we all going to open up a, uh, like a like a piece of paper, and someone's going to run through the melody, and we're going to sing along with them? I don't think so. I think the song is downloaded into us in the Holy Spirit. Yes. We'll just know it pretty much like, like the music I saw in my dreams, you know. Ephesians 5.19. What's that? Ephesians 5.19. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring it to the screen there, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. It, Ephesians 5.19. It's important. It's it's over there. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual song. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Mm. That's what it is. It's for us today. That's Paul talking. And that's mm. amazing how that really started to come together too after I be- became born again and I gave mm. my life to him. Seriously, you guys, I can attest to that. It's like you really do have a new spiritual song of joy that just burst yes. through your soul. That's that's what happened to me. That's why I wrote the song. And Amen. yeah, it's amazing how the word of God tells it like it is. It is scriptural. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the French accent there, but it is scriptural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no need to be sorry, brother. Uh, <laughs> That's what it is. It is. It is from the yeah. Bible. That's what the the Holy Ghost and Paul is telling us to do. Amen. Amen. So, you being a watchwoman uh, in the Lord, that's an amazing thing. It's one of the reasons why we brought you on. Of course, it's a. Uh, it's a amazing what we're going through now and we're going to discuss this later on as we continue through the the broadcast uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on in the world and how that relates to bible prophecy uh, eschatology we're going to get through all that as well but um, tell us briefly amy a little bit more about how you came to coming up with your youtube channel if you would please okay well yeah so i came up with my youtube channel after I realized everything that happened to me in my life led to the Holy Spirit being the author of how I came to faith in him. And I just had to share it with everybody. So I really just, I made my YouTube channel after I um, was, after I received salvation and I, I wanted to share with my friends and family what had happened and why I'm different. And um, that was in 2020 when I made my YouTube channel. And it was during the time where everything was closed and nobody wanted to go out. Nobody wanted to meet in person. And so I'm like, well, I have to get it 
I have to get it to them somehow. And so I just, I um, sat down in front of my camera and it was, it's really not the easiest thing to give your testimony. Cause especially with me, I have ADHD and I'm just, I kind of am all over the place. Um, but so I, but I just sat there and I just told them everything and I um, uploaded it to my uh, YouTube channel that I had just created. I had no idea what I was even doing. I was just by faith, prayed and did it. And um, then I just shared it to my Facebook uh, and I shared it to um, all of their Facebook messengers, told them, hey, like, this is what happened to me. This is why I'm different. And um, and then from there, what else I did was I wanted to gather other people's testimonies of how other people came to faith. And so I just watched so many hours of other people's testimonies because they're all over YouTube. And um, the ones that I felt led and my Holy, from the Holy Spirit to um, that I really loved as well, I reached out to them and asked if I can um, like screen record it that's why I did. I just screen recorded it and then I uploaded them to my YouTube. So the first thing in my YouTube channel was other people's testimonies. And I just had a whole slew of those and I still have them on there. And then, um, I don't know if you want me to get into this yet. How I was not a watch woman yet at that point. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, so what happened is, uh, you know, I maybe I've I've heard the word rapture like one time, maybe a couple times in my life. And it was from my dad, but he never explained to me what it was. And I don't know why I never questioned it. But um, so I, I had I really had no idea. And when I had first came to the Lord or I say really back to the Lord, I don't know how else to put it. You guys will understand when I really get into my testimony. Um. But when I came back to the Lord, um, I did not know much about eschatology. In fact, I like knew nothing at all except um, that Jesus is supposed to come back a second time. That's like literally all I knew. And um, I was really like in 2000, in 2019, the Lord gave me a dream and this was in, oh, let's see. Okay, so I know I said 2020 is when I finally shared my uh, testimony, my first testimony on YouTube. 2019, August, in August of 2019, he gave me a dream. From there, I really started to do some investigating on what does the Bible say about the end times. So I, I'll just share the dream with you guys. In my dream, um, I was taken up into the sky and the sky was all dark and it was so beautiful and like colors, bright colors, everything. And all of a sudden I had this, this really big, beautiful face, just like this in my face that I was tiny, just in the sky. I think of like space, I guess. And all of a sudden I have this huge face just come up and just look at me. And this huge face with big eyes was just staring at me with the brightest, most love that you can ever imagine. He looked at me with like pure love and I knew that I was looking at my creator, my savior, my redeemer. And at that point I was very close to Jesus. Like at that point I was just, I knew self, I was saved and I um, was like, you know, when you're newly 
saved in the Lord. You're just, you love him and you're on fire. So I was, and so I knew him and I knew I was looking at him. And, um, so from there I, um, transferred from looking at him to all of a sudden he's now, um, we're hovering in the air and he's kind of like this. So think of his body like this, this is his head and this is his feet. And, um, he's laying on his, he's on his stomach just in the air and he was huge. I was tiny and I was on his shoulder and I was like dangling. My feet were dangling from his shoulder and I was, I was, um, running, running my fingers through his hair. Like he was letting me touch his hair and like comb his hair with my fingers. And I just, I kept telling him how much I love him. And I'm so happy. I was like, I love you. I'm so happy. And when I realized, or I, after I said that I love you and I'm so happy, I realized that he wasn't happy. And I realized that he was sad. And I asked him, I said, oh, you're sad. Why are you sad? I'm so happy. And he said, uh, verbatim, this is what he said. He said, you're, he said, you should be happy because you're here with me. But this is the saddest time in all of history and the hardest thing that I ever have to do. And that's what he said. And, and I woke up. So I know, um, we're not always supposed to, you know, like trust dreams and stuff like that. And, you know, if they match up with scripture and you know that they're from the Lord, that one, I really, you guys, I like, I had no idea why he would even be sad. Like I was shocked. I was shocked to hear that he was sad because at that point, um, I was just so focused on, on learning the basics of salvation. And like, I, I was so new that like, I thought Jesus was the most joyful person in all of the world. I thought he was, you know, he was joy. So that's how I thought of him. So I really um, didn't even expect him to be sad. So I think one of the things that I take from this in terms of the dream or maybe interpretation of it is that there's sadness based on the condition of the world mm -hmm. because there are too many people that have not turned to the Lord. And those people who have not turned to the Lord don't care for him, don't love him. And he knows where they're going if they don't turn to him. And I see this too, because there's a paradox that goes on here, folks. When, when we're in this world, especially as believers, we have to understand we're battling the flesh. We're battling the devil, our own desires, our own thoughts, and even people who don't care to know Jesus at all. But we want so much for them to love Jesus, to love on the Lord Jesus Christ and get to know him to believe the gospel. But th these things, it's very difficult to see these people that we love so much still not believe. And that's that makes me sad. At the same time, we have the joy of the Lord. And the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? That's found in Nehemiah. Yeah. And so we have this kind of paradoxical walk because we have the joy 
And then we have the disappointment. And yes, we, we can get sad. If you're always just a happy-go-lucky, bubbly Christian believer, I, um, I don't know. I, I think there may be something there you, that you might be putting a mask on your face at some point oh, yeah. because we're in a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And Paul addresses this numerous times throughout his writings. So uh, I, I think that's where that's coming from. Uh, do you do you agree? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was my interpretation of it too. Plus, a little bit more. Go ahead, Bob. I think mm-hmm. you were going to say, or someone was going to say. What's interesting is that um, in the dream, you said that he's like, "This is the worst." He said, "This is the worst thing I had. To, I have to do." That's so what he said. So, yes. so, so it's future tense. Yes. Talking yes. About. So evidently, it's Daniel's seventieth week. Exactly. So he's referring to that. It was a rapture scenario. So you're taking up. And and saw his face, his beautiful face in the sky. So you're up in heaven, and he says, "I have to do something that I don't want to do." So evidently, it's a pre-tribulation rapture type dream. So you got that. And think about it, though. You know, it's like the worst. He says the worst time in history. You said right? So yeah, the worst that's what time saying. ever. You know, right now we're at eight billion. Okay, coming and going. 8 billion, a rotation of 8 billion people. Imagine how many people are going to hell on an hourly basis with that type of mass of people, that many people on the earth dying, okay? I think the number is like, what, 150,000 people per hour or something like that? That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of people that would definitely, I can see see why Jesus would be upset. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because the majority yeah. seeing all those people for the most part most of them going to, going to hell because Jesus said why does the road to destruction narrow is the way so the majority of people will end up in hell okay because that will be like all your false religions Islam and you know all the other false religions so yeah I could um I didn't see that coming. It's, it's, the dream yeah. seems so wonderful. And then it just takes a sad turn. <laughs> it sure did. Like I said, it caught me off guard too, because here I am just a very new born again believer who was just literally like on the milk, you know, and I was expecting him to be joyful. But now that I know what I know of the Bible, I understand it as, you know, he is the man of sorrows like Greg and Bob, you had just the reason why he is. I mean, his own creation rejects him and what he did for us. And he loves us at the same time. He doesn't want anybody to perish and go to hell. He shed his blood just so they wouldn't go to hell. And Mm -hmm. just also at the end when he said it is the, um, this is the hardest thing that I ever have to do. Now that I know what I know, I'm thinking of, you know, what does the book of Revelation um, expound on of the 70th week of Daniel? What's going on there? It gives us more detail. And he's he's coming here and with a sword. And I think of him with the sickle and how he has to, you know, he has to kill and he has to do things like that to his creation. And I take that as, you know, that probably is really hard for him and it breaks my heart. And it right. makes me even more want to come at this, you know, this, you know, we're watchmen. It makes me even more want to respect Jesus and come at it with reverential awe and respect towards him. 
mm. and meekness and gentleness yes. and you know because after the rapture when we come back with him on horses we're going to see his back not his front mm. yes. and for those who are going to see his front it's not going to be pretty there is nothing pretty about the second coming like uh, it's going to be rough it's going to be uh, like something that never been seen before <clears throat> and uh, i'm happy to fulfill that but i can also understand the sadness of jesus doing this to his creation you're right yes. miss amy there you're right because the sadness is there and unfortunately it has to be done there's a conclusion to the book it has to finish there is a way there is a way to to stop everything and then fulfill the millennium and then the new earth and the new uh, heaven but as of now this chapter of our life with, there will be a great pause with the rapture but then seven years after that that that's nothing is pretty there nothing is beautiful with pretty flowers it's going to be rough mm -hmm. i don't know if you know the height of a bridle of a horse that's a lot of blood that's a that's lot what, of yeah. blood that's what i'm talking mm -hmm. about with his sickle yes mm -hmm. it's kind of sad you know the sad thing is too is the amount of people that are taking the gift that jesus gave them and they're just dropping it and say i don't trust this gift no more mm. you know i did a video talking about that where um our apostle paul he said he, he was addressing the corinthians okay and if you go to second corinthians 11 verses three and four mm -hmm. he addresses the corinthians and these corinthians are gentiles yes. and they are saved see they heard the gospel First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, they heard the gospel, okay? Mm -hmm. And they understood the gospel, and they have been saved and sealed unto the day of redemption, okay? So these are believers he's talking yes. to, okay? Mm -hmm. So they heard the gospel. They got saved, sealed. They're all excited. Eternal salvation, okay? Free eternity, okay? Free salvation, free eternity, amen? Mm -hmm. And what does Apostle Paul say here? He says, but I fear, now mm -hmm. he's talking to, born again saved believers yes right sealed but i fear less by any means as a serpent beguiled eve through his subtlety so your minds be corrupted from the from the simplicity that is in christ your mind will be corrupted change you'll change your doctrine from the simplicity of saved by grace through faith once saved always saved mm -hmm. that is in christ you your mind will be corrupted you're going to go chasing after false doctrines okay and you're going to you're going to find these people like the jews were doing to paul sabotaging his work in ethesis and everywhere he was going where the jews would come behind and say well yeah jesus was great but you still had to get circumcised and stuff like that so they were going behind him and sabotaging his work and then him and barnabas have to go back there and do damage damage control kind of like what we do here at uptime with these people so right now we're teaching everybody we're saved by grace through faith but then you have these you know messengers of satan they're mm -hmm. going and saying oh no 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 you know jesus you're saved by grace yes but you have to work to keep it or you can lose it and you got to do all these works you created the crisis <laughs> and then and yes. then what does he say in the very next verse oh. how we're supposed to deal with these folks mm -hmm. it says for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, and that's what their gospel is. Another Jesus. This is Jesus plus your works. Co-savior Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You and Jesus together, you get saved. That's another Jesus they're preaching, these people. All right? They're preaching against one saved, the other saved, always saved. That's the Jesus they're preaching. They're preaching another Jesus. And it says there, whom we have not preached, because that's not Paul's gospel. All right? Mm-hmm. Or if we receive another spirit, which ye have not received, that would be Muhammad in that dark cave. Or another gospel, Muhammad and these people. I just go on and on without rabbit trailing. Mm-hmm. It says, which ye have not accepted. In part right here, right at the end, it says, ye might well bear with them. That mm-hmm. means that we got to deal with these folks. All right. You got to, we have to stay in the presence of these people. And, you know, it's kind of like going to a party and you're with a group of people and there's somebody there that annoys you. You got to bear with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here in this case, I'm going to be correcting them. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're saved. If you go back to the previous verse, they were already saved, but their minds became corrupted. They crapped all over the gift of the Holy Spirit, and now they're depending on their works again, just like the Corinthians did. The Thessalonians did the same thing, too. And so did the Ephesians. Why do you think when you read those three books, he pounds in the faith message? Because the Jews were going in there and telling them, hey, you need to do works. Get back under that law, John. Get back under that law. And it's the same spirit that's teaching these people today, hey, abandon the gift of salvation. Once saved, always saved. And go back to the works. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need the works. Okay, it's not good enough. You got to include your works. The same spirit that pushed those Jews to sabotage Apostle Paul's work, that's the same spirit that's pushing these people today. It is. Amen. Yes. There is nothing that we can do to a holy God to earn our salvation that we will never do more than what Jesus did for us. We can never, and we never will. We are always going to be an unrighteous sinner compared to what Jesus did for us. If we lose sight of what Jesus did for us and his shed blood, then that means, uh Oh, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. How are you going to do that? Mm -hmm. You think God's going to accept your blood? I don't think so. How arrogant are you? Mm -hmm. That's right. Amen. Amen. And he is an awesome God and he desires everyone to be saved. He does. He really does. And um, folks, if, if you're, if you're still on the fence, now's time to get off that fence. Come on over. The Lord Jesus is welcoming you with open arms. Amen. 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 Yes. So yeah. So do you want to hear, (laughs) do you want to hear my testimony? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Keep going. Okay. So yes, I, I do. I do want people to hear the reality of Jesus Christ and, um, you know, the works that he has done that I can tell you guys truly, like if you, if you are on here and you do not know if Jesus is real, if he exists, if, if this is the truth, um, I know for sure his spirit bears witness to my spirit. So looking back on my life, I can totally see. Um, but yeah, so I am from, um, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and I live in Iowa. So I'm like both (laughs) Iowa and Nebraska. I'm, I'm 32 years old. So I'm looking, I have a lot to look back at. Um, when I was, Eight years old, my mom and dad got a divorce. And when they got a divorce, my dad actually left. And I I didn't see or hear my dad again until I was 17 years old. 
that left a lot of trauma in my life and really um just all kinds of all kinds of pain i think that was the start of just the birthing of 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 pain and trauma in my life and i had i'm sure the devil came in and he's the one who lied to me all the time about you know i believed that my mom didn't love me i believed that nobody loved me at that age and my mom got remarried when i was 10 years old and i was not accepting of of him at all because i was not ready for another man to come in and so that was really difficult um yeah he's still my stepdad today i love him and i thank god for him because he was what we needed in our family but um yeah i'm so sorry i just kind of was like can i just share my can i share my testimony i hope that this is okay no no no, you're good i just i heard a break there and i thought i would just interject my testimony no go ahead Um, okay. So from that, you guys can understand this is how broken I was. This is how damaged I was. And the miracle that I could stand in front of you guys today and tell you that Jesus is real. He truly is real. Like he redeemed me. I am only okay today because of him. Um, so when I was, that age, um, I believed a lie that I was not loved and it really affected me to my teenage years. I got in so many fights with my mom and my stepdad and, um, I ran away all those times, like you guys heard in the intro. Well, and I ran away and, um, I ended up running away so often that I became ward of the state of Nebraska and I ended up going into different shelters and I was in a foster home and, um, you know, they just placed me wherever they wanted. And so my feeling, my, my feelings of unlove just kept getting worse and worse. And I had a really bad, you know, what they call body dysmorphic disorder as well. Like I was actually diagnosed with that from a psychiatrist cause I was even seeing psychiatrist, things like that. And, um, you know, I explained to him and he, yeah, he's like, yeah, you have body dysmorphic disorder. This, you have all the symptoms. I would like look in the mirror as a young child and like instantly I would hear ugly. You look like nobody else. You you're like an alien. You're just, you're so skinny. And like, it was horrible. And so that stuck with me since, I don't know, probably I've had that probably 10 years old on forward until Jesus uh, redeemed me at the age of 26 years old. So um, going into all these shelters and I counted them when I was in there, I was in seven different shelters in one year. I turned 16 years old in an all girls group home. And in that group home, so this this is an important piece of my life that I look back at. Um, when I was 16 years old, they actually brought in some elderly women that would come in and do Bible studies with us girls. And we would go and do these Bible studies mainly because I just wanted to get away from the um, whole uh, unit. <laughs> and I... I was pretty angry with God. I didn't even know if I believed in God at that point. So to me, it was kind of like, it was just a way to escape. Um, But I remember going through the Bible with these ladies and they were so full of love 
to us girls and they always brought us snacks and they were just so loving. And um, I remember things that we did read and a lot of them were the gospels. And I got to hear of some of Jesus's miracles. Well, um, then one night they had a worship team come by and this worship team that came in um, at the end of the worship music, the pastor asked if anybody wants to accept Jesus in their heart. <laughs> so it at least gave me a chance where I, with my own heart, I had a conversation with God. And I just remember telling him that I don't know if I believe in you. I don't know if you're real and I don't know who you are, but I am so broken. And I just, you know, told him how like, uh, how horrible I feel that if you are real, God, yeah, I want to know you. Like I do, I do want to believe in you and Jesus. Yes. Like, I don't know who you are, but I, I, if that's what I am supposed to do for you, God, then yes, I accept you. Jesus in my heart is basically what it was. So from there, um, I do remember I had, a, I had some joy finally for the first time after doing that. Um, but I was never like given a Bible. Uh, they didn't uh, sit me down and teach me anything else after that. So when I finally got out of that group home, um, I think I finally got out of there when I turned 17. Well, I just went on with my life and I never had the um, and I never had the hunger to read the Bible or anything. So I just did everything my own way. And I started to get into partying again because that's what I did when I was a teenager. Before I got to those shelters, when I was running away, I was not in a, I was not in good places. I was in very bad homes. I was with adults that were doing drugs, that were partying, and I was fourteen, fifteen. So it was it was very bad environments. Um, so I was a partier, and that's what I did. So. Like after I got out of the group homes, that's what I knew to do. That's what I wanted to do. So um, I just had my own way. You know, I I never followed um, morals and I didn't care about morals. I just wanted everything my own way. So um, I still dealt with a body dysmorphic disorder and still had all that. But at the same time, then um, I realized that like it was like almost like candy. I finally like I kind of felt better when I, you know, would do my makeup and go out and stuff. And um, then basically like I would just s get fulfillment out of searching for compliments. And, you know, I'm just being real and raw with you guys because I'm I was a sinner and that's who we are like this. That's who I was before the Lord. I was just hungry for compliments because I just wanted to know that, you know, I was loved. And so I always was looking for that. And that's when I stumbled upon modeling. So I thought, great, like get into modeling and that's where I can get my compliments. <laughs> well, it was, it was so, it was not fulfilling. It maybe was, you know, it's just like candy, you know, fill, fulfilling in just one moment. And then it's, it's not lasting. So, um, got into modeling and got signed with a modeling agency in Nebraska. And I did, like, I really, really wanted it. I was very serious about it. Like I, 
wanted to take it to the top and I gave my whole life for it. And, um, I made all these plans, um, to travel and, and do modeling. Um, and then kind of like one thing led to another where like uh, some of the models, um, introduced me to new age and how they meditate and things like that. And so I, that very, that very much intrigued me and it got me questioning, like, is that truth? What, yeah, what is the meaning of life anyway? And, um, so actually from there, and I'm learning about, um, basically all this new age stuff, right? I'm not going to spend my time like telling you what, which ones they are. Um, cause I know we have limited time here, but, um, the one thing I will tell you about is in that, in that time, and I'm, I'm in my early twenties at this point. Uh, one of my friends, I went over to, uh, her house and then we went to another house and they had a bunch of tarot cards. So long story short with that, I spent a whole night doing tarot cards and learning about tarot cards and how they work. And, um, basically like I even had like the guy who was doing tarot cards. I, I actually witnessed him channeling the spirits to help him with it. And, um, it was so crazy because every single tarot card that like he pulled up, it matched my life perfectly to a T and it, it was not a coincidence from there. I should have been thinking logically, like, how is it that like, if we really are thinking logically here, how is it that a card knows about your life? Now that I am, I know the truth. There was something in that room that knew my life and it's demonic. So there's spirits that we cannot see, obviously, and the Bible tells us, and that's what it was. So there was spirits like, you know, uh, manipulating these cards to match my life and stuff. So, but that really intrigued me. And from there, I bought some other books and um, I brought this one book home that um, I just remember when I opened this book, it reminded me so much of a Ouija board. And at that point, I actually had in my stomach, like a warning, like it actually scared me of don't, don't read any more of this book. Like you should put this down. And I did not take heed to that warning. You guys, I just, whatever, I just kept going, but I knew I shouldn't have, but I did it anyway. Um, so I was like learning about the, I don't, it was like, it was like telling me my future and stuff like that. Um, but I want to tell you at that point when I brought, uh, that book into my house and when I started to do the investigations on like through that book and other books I had on the new age witchcraft stuff, I was living in the house that I'm currently in right now. Uh, at the time he was my boyfriend. Now he's my husband. And so that is I just wanted to tell you guys that so you can follow the timeline. So that night that I didn't take heed to that warning with that book, I went, I went to bed that night, me and my boyfriend, who's now my husband. And I, um, so we went to bed and it gets to be like around three in the morning. 
I wake up because I would wake up a lot in the middle of the night. And this time when I woke up in the middle of the night, I was, and I was thirsty. I just wanted some water. I woke up and I could not move. Like my whole body was just, it was frozen. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move it. I couldn't talk and I couldn't yell. And I know, you know, that they call it sleep paralysis, you know, the science, whatever. This was way more than that, you guys. I was fully awake and I was fully aware of my circumstances. Like I can remember that um, I knew that I was sleeping back to back with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. We were sleeping back to back and I was trying so hard to to nudge him, to move him and to wake him up so that he can shake me. And I was so frantically scared. I didn't know what was going on. And so when I couldn't even move to uh, wake him up, I started to try to scream and I couldn't scream. And so I was just making little noises. And I remember from there when I was making these noises, I was like, just like kind of making noise like that. From there, um, I heard in my face, audibly in my face, I heard a snarl and it was a growl, like a snarl. And it was mocking my voice and I'm just going to do what it did. Like it, I, I would go <sighs> and it was, it went <sighs> like, it was, I know you guys, I'm sorry if I'm scaring you, but this is the reality. This is the whole, the, like, I'm telling, this is why you guys need to get saved if you're not saved already. Um, so when I heard that audibly, I heard it twice. So the first time I heard it, obviously I was like, it was the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I was a young girl that would, I wouldn't even watch scary movies. Like I was, I, it was traumatizing that that happened to me, the scaredy cat, Amy, who would never watch scary movies. Well, I did, but I hated them. And, um, so when I heard that once I started to get even more frantic and trying to scream and deep breathe even more to wake up Jared, my boyfriend, who's my husband. And I, again, I would like make the noise and it mocked me again. It mocked my breathing again. And that's when from there I knew I was like, okay, this is for real. Like this is serious. God help me. Like, I just remember in that moment, I thought to being 16 years old at that time and learning about Jesus. Cause like, honestly, you guys, I, I didn't even really, I never talked to Jesus like after that. I mean, I, I kind of did, you know what? I slumped him with everybody else. Like I, when I prayed back then, I prayed to my spirit guides and I included Jesus's name just because I thought it was the thing to do. So that mm -hmm. wasn't really Jesus that I was praying to. But this is the first time ever in my life that like with all of my being, I called on God and I told God, like, I believe in him at, at that time. Like I, I did not need any proof. You guys, like that was my mm. light bulb. That's when I knew for sure. Okay. God exists because there's no way that, um, the earth just, you know, just burped that thing out. Like the earth did not create that thing that is right. in my face. You know, that's not evolution. And so I actually kind of got excited when that happened because I knew for sure that God was real. And so I knew I'm not, you know, I'm not just a body. I'm an actually, I have, mm. I have a soul. That means I, I should, I'm 
well, at that point I was scared of death, but like at the same time, all of this that was going through my head, I knew that, okay, God is real and I want God. Like all I knew was I want God. And I remembered, I remembered uh, what I had learned when I was 16 years old about Jesus and that he cast out demons. And I started to speak his name. So knowing that I started to speak his name and that's when I was like, I could still barely talk. And I was like, Jesus, Jesus name, Jesus name. And I could barely say that, but I was, and I was fully believing in him. And that's when that thing just finally left. Like mm-hmm. it wow. let me go yeah. and it left. Been there. And I just, I just remember I shot up in bed and I, j- I was seriously thinking like my whole life just flashed before my eyes. Like, dude, I'm willing to change my life for God. Like, God, I am serious. If you, I now, not only do I believe in you, but I want to know you and I want to live for you now. And I am just so sorry. Like I repented to him and I just, I was so sorry for everything that I have done and who I am. And, um, but I told him I, I believe in him. And then I kept thinking of Jesus and that name, like, wow, that thing had to listen to Jesus's name. And that told me everything I needed to know about Jesus. Like that, that was doing that to me. It hated me. Like it hated me so much that it found pleasure in scaring me. Like mm-hmm. there's no way that they, that that thing w- wanted to leave. Like I, mm-hmm. these were things I was thinking of, like it was sure. forced to leave. Hey, Aaron, I have a question for you, Aaron, <laughs> Amy, my wife's name's Aaron. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Oh, she dealt with this stuff too. But Amy, I have a question for you. When that happened, all right, why didn't you cry out to your, the names of your spirit guys first? Why did you cry out to the fifth wheel of Jesus? You included Jesus as a fifth wheel. I but know. why didn't you cry out to the name of your spirit guides? Interesting, huh? Why did you, why, why, our, why, our why, why didn't you cry out to Muhammad? Or cry out to Buddha. Our soul you know, or knows. To Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just knew. I just knew in that instant that it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. I have no other explanation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. But yep. I, sure. you know, I af, from from there, and that's that's a very good point, Bob. Like it really is. People should ask themselves that. Like, and why do we when we curse? Why do we use only Jesus's name? Nobody mm-hmm. else's. Mm-hmm. Everybody, no matter what religion they're in, they'll use Jesus. They don't mm-hmm. even speak English, and they'll say Jesus. <laughs> and it lands too. It lands with authority too when they say it. when they, the name of Jesus is strong against the enemy, but it's even but it's also strong as a curse word as well. And it lands, or people say use use uh, God, and they use the D word. Yes, but it lands. It, it it really does. It lands in a bad way. It's like using yeah. a weapon in the wrong way. Yes, but using the power. name, using the name of the Lord in vain. It's it's like the OMG for those who are not Christians. Yeah. That's using the name of the Lord in vain. That's right there. That's one of the commandments. Thou shalt not use the name of the Lord in vain. It's yes, right exactly. there. That's what it is. That's right. So yeah. did you break? I, obviously, you broke free of this thing. And then yes. you woke your husband up. Well, yes. Um, so I woke um, I woke him up. 
But I didn't, you guys are going to be shocked. I didn't tell him what happened. He just knew that like, I was really shaken and I was scared. And honestly, like I didn't tell him what happened because I didn't want him to think that I was crazy. First off, I didn't want him to like, I didn't want him to leave me and be like, okay, this girl's bringing demons in my house. Get out. I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> so honestly, that's what was going through my head. Mm. That's why I, I didn't tell him. Mm. But the next day I told my best friend and, and this is where I'm like looking back in the timeline of my life and how awesome the Lord is and how he just weaved everything together for me. Because I, when I told uh, my best friend at the time, um, she was a Christian, but okay, I don't want to get into any of that, but so, but not living for the Lord, you know, not wanting to follow the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. she invited me to church. Well, first off, not right away. The first thing she, to, after I told her what happened, she said, don't speak of this again because if you if you talk about it again it's going to come back and i was like oh my gosh i don't want it i don't want it to come back so okay i won't talk about it again but like i kept thinking about it and i kept thinking about gosh like that just shows it's just the power of jesus and i had so many questions and mm -hmm. so she I, I kept asking her more questions because i knew that she was a christian she's told me before and I knew that she goes to church sometimes. So she invited me to church. And I I begged Jared to come to church with me too. But he didn't want to go because he wasn't, you know, he was raised in a, a Lutheran church. and But he never like really gave his. I know giving your life to the Lord and believing are two separate things. Okay. I, I, I know you must believe to be saved. But then you, there's the sanctification and stuff. So he he didn't want anything to do with religion. I'll put that in quotations because it's a relationship with Jesus. That's right. But he didn't want anything to do with religion. So he refused to go. Like I had to beg him to go to church with me. He finally went. So me and him ended up going to church together after that. But this time when I sat in that church, I was actually believing what the pastor was saying. I was like, God is real. Yes, God is real. Yay. I was so excited, you guys, because I knew this This means I can seek him and I don't have to fear death. Like that is the most terrifying thing. It was the most terrifying thing to me was death and thinking mm. and thinking about death. Um, so I was excited. Um, but at, at that point, I still didn't really know or understand who Jesus is in all this, though. And why why does mankind worship him? And I just remember seeing, um, like, when I was little, like, going to some church services and seeing a figure of Jesus on the cross. Like, I really remember asking myself as a kid, why are we worshiping a man on a cross? I don't I don't get it. I should have asked, but I never yeah. asked around. Um, awesome. Well, that's so, part of the enemy working, you know, trying to yeah. keep us distracted from the truth. Yes, yeah. you're right. That's, you're absolutely uh, right. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I'll let you finish up. No, no, please. <laughs> if you guys have any questions, if you want to interject, if you want to steer me, like that's that's just fine. Please do. So you did you throw all your new age stuff away? You you had mm -hmm this understanding finally of Jesus of uh, Christianity. So, you know, but um, 
you still were kind of seeking in a way. I, I understand that part. And you were kind of alluding to that. But uh, was all your new age stuff thrown out by that point? Yes. By the time you were heading to church? Okay, good. Yes, it, it good. was. It instantly, I, I threw it. I threw it all out. Well, let me think here. Maybe not. Well, yes, instantly, it, 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 I did throw it all out. Because going going to church, and I remember the church sermons that I heard. Should we zoom in? we take a look? Should we look in the background there? Oh, yeah. Check it out. I'm just kidding. Nothing's here. (laughs) 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 Absolutely. Oh, no. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and nobody Mm -hmm. comes before him. Whatever What he doesn't like, I don't like. And I am just fine with that. Amen. So I, yeah, um, hearing the church sermons. And I, I just knew that that stuff, you know, I was logically thinking at that point too, like, obviously that stuff was bad and it opened doors. So I, I threw it all Mm -hmm. out. So now the Lord has been working on you now and, and he has called you now to even come as far as uh, becoming a watch woman now. Yes. Yes, absolutely. What got you into becoming a watch woman? What was the trigger? You mentioned well, the rapture once. Your father mentioned to you one time, mm-hmm. and you kind of left it. So, how'd you get into becoming a watch, watch woman, yes. watchman? I would say so. It was really that dream that uh, Jesus gave me in 2019 that really opened the doors for me uh, to want to like really learn about this stuff. The amazing thing is, you guys, is in. Um, a little bit after I had that dream, that church that Jared and I were going to, there was a senior pastor there who, um, I guess he would, he has called himself a retired pastor. So he's not really preaching anymore, but he's just doing teachings on the side. And he just started a book of revelation study class. And mm-hmm. it was like, nice. like looking back on it, it was so amazing. It was like after I had that dream, and so I wanted to go. So I went to every single one of those classes that, that he put on and I maybe missed one out of all of them. And it was cause I was sick. I was really, really interested and praise God. Hallelujah. Like God is so amazing. He, me, a very fresh, um, born again, believer, like didn't know much. He gave me a good teacher. Like he was actually like, he knew how to rightly divide he taught me, he taught us the difference between Israel and the church. He, and the, I remember the first thing he did was, um, he said, so our church, we are, uh, we believe in a, a pre-tribulation rapture. And he actually told us that. I know. Thank you, Lord. All right. Because Got that right. Great. So you're on the right track already. Once yes. saved, always saved, pre-tribulation, you're on the right track. You're on yeah. The oh, yeah. Truth. Saved by the blood. Right. Yes. You're on the, the book, truth. yep. Um, and so he did. He told us that, and he knew how to rightly divide. So praise the Lord, he gave me a good teacher to start off with. And from there, he actually. Um, so when we got done with the, uh, um, with the Book of Revelation study, well, we were almost done with the classes. He, okay, I'll tell you this first. Um, he asked me if he, he reached out to, uh, about five people that attended those classes and he wanted to offer us discipleship, personal one-on-one discipling. 
And of course I took it. I'm like, yes, please. You want to teach me more about Jesus and the Bible? Like, please do, because I'm yearning. Like, I want to know who, who Jesus is. I want to know what the, what the Bible is and how to read it and stuff. And so thank God um, he discipled me for about two years. So I, I got a lot of understanding in that time. And he's the one that really sat me down and like gave me true. I just, I really understood who Jesus is. And finally, you know what? Can I backtrack a little bit? Cause there's something important I want to tell you guys about. Okay. Um, when, before, before, uh, Richard, his name is Richard Palmer. Before he discipled me, I'm, I'm going, I'm going through this newly believing in the Lord Jesus and God, like actually wanting to know more about him. I fully believe in him. Um, but I still needed to know why, like who truly is Jesus? Is he God? Like I kept having those questions. Is he God? Like, that's what I want to know. And finally I heard it, um, on one of the, a sermon that yes, it, and it walked you through the Bible, like where in the Bible says he is God and he's God in the flesh. And I was just like, are you serious? He's, and he did what for us? Like, oh my gosh, I am sold. Like my life is yours. Are you serious? You are life. <laughs> and so um, I was amazed. I was so joyful with him and that. And at that point, so now that I'm, I believe on him and I received the Holy Spirit, I, I started to see my life the way that I was living. And like I saw sin for the first time of my life. Like I've never thought of sin, nothing. That's what I... That's how I just, I really, I know that this is so real because me, I've experienced it in my own life that a change, the change in me that all of a sudden I was repulsed at sin, my sinful behaviors and my, the sinful things in my life. Like I was living with my boyfriend. And, um, so there was times that, you know, I would come home and I'm like, this is not right. This is horrible. And I would cry. I would cry to the Lord. And it was really hard because he wasn't, he didn't have the same thing happen to him. So he wasn't on the same page yet. And mind you, he, with what he went through, I just have to tell you really quick so that you guys understand. He, when me and him had first got into our relationship, we had an understanding that he does not want to get married. He's a, he's against marriage. He will not get married because he had a horrible thing happen to him where he was married at one point and he got a, like his wife left him. He's got a divorce. He said, never again. He had a very stony heart towards that. And so me, um, not caring about God or anything when I had first met with Jared and gotten in a relationship with him, you know, that didn't bother me. I was like, fine, you know, I'll just, I just need someone who loves me and, uh, someone I love back. That's all I cared about. So I was fine with it. Now the Holy Spirit enters into my life. So you guys can understand that, um, that, that strife and that, that fight and that struggle, um, where with me, I had to make these choices. I had to, I had to really choose between the Holy Spirit or my boyfriend. And that, 
and I, I tried to leave many times and I was, I, you know, I loved him. So it was very hard for me to leave, but I did like, I finally just told him, I said, look, I have to choose Jesus over you. I have, he's my redeemer. He's my savior. I'm choosing him. And so I did, and I left and then he, he's like, okay, fine. He finally came to his senses and, um, we made it work. And he finally was like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll do it. And so we got married. And so we got married in 2020. Praise praise God. And I have been watching, I've been watching the Holy spirit work on him too, and his heart. And he's a believer. He is born again, believer. So praise the Lord. He, God, he got both me and Jared saved. Like that's amazing. He worked through me, got Jared saved as well. And so, Yes, we got married in 2020 for Jesus. And this was the amazing thing is like knowing me, I was came from the modeling world, very materialistic. All I cared about was compliments. Um, I just, I got married in a little courthouse with no pictures, nothing, no bedazzle because I knew the, re- I knew that God is, I was real. And all I cared about and all I do still care about is pleasing God and what he wants that's the reality of God. I was willing to change my entire life for who I know to be true. And that's Jesus. Not only that, but one night, this and I, this particular night where I will tell you guys about, um, and I was, had just actually got baptized with water. You know, I did, I did do that. I got baptized publicly for the Lord. And I just remember up to that point, I just had this moment. I really did have this moment with the Holy Spirit. And I know that we're not saved by experiences, but the moment that I had that w- was so real it, to me is just, I know, and this is the testimony of the Lord. Like I was laying in bed and I just instantly, I had this rush of tears just streamed down my face and I felt in my heart, you guys. I know what that's like. Yeah. It's so many people do. And that's no coincidence, right? If, if this wasn't real, then why does the same thing happen? Yeah. That's a supernatural experience. That is totally the Holy ghost. That's the Holy ghost. It's the Holy ghost. You guys, Mm -hmm. what happened was he came into my heart. I felt him. I, I had goosebumps and I had a smile that I couldn't wipe off my face. For the first time in my life, I felt loved. Like I literally felt finally I'm loved. And yes. I don't unlike need unlike any other love anything. you've ever felt, right? Like it was right. Indescribable, a different kind of love that you, you never will get here. Never. In, in our, on yes. Earth. Indescribable. <clears throat> It was, it's the best thing ever. And I just, I remember after, after that moment of just the love that I felt, maybe like, maybe like a couple days later, um, I, okay, no, let me back up. I'm sorry. So Amy, just for sake of time, I know, I know that we're going to, we're going to kind of try to move on a little bit. Um, But your testimony, your full testimony is on your channel, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. It okay. is. Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. And I can wind Great. it up. Let me just tell you this one last thing. Perfect. Um, so f- right right before the, um, I had that moment with the Holy Spirit, I remember I wrote in my journal, like 
asking the Lord to bring people to like, give me compliments. And I know it's so embarrassing to actually admit this live, you know, yeah, I wanted compliments, but I don't, I don't need them anymore. And that's why I'm not embarrassed at all. And we all have our own thorns in the flesh and things like that. But that, and that was mine. And so, um, I wrote that and I asked him, you know, please, you know, bring someone in my life that, that can give me some, you know, extra, so, so I feel loved or whatever. And uh, I realized uh, then after I wrote that in my journal, I had that moment with the Holy Spirit. And then a few days later, I remembered that I wrote that and I'm like, huh, he never sent me anyone. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't care. I'm like, oh, for the first time in my life, wait a minute, I don't care. I don't care that nobody's complimenting me. Oh my gosh. I don't even care if anybody thinks I'm ugly in this world. People can think I'm ugly all they want. Like that was a miracle to me. You guys healed from 10 years old with that body dysmorphic disorder. Finally, after my experience with Jesus and the reality of him, I do not need human validation anymore. Like I don't care. My hair's messed up. (laughs) I don't need human validation anymore. I only needed him and his love. And I found out the truth that when you just have him, you have the Holy Spirit and you worship and give him the praise because he is the only one that deserves the praise. That's when your fulfillment comes. That's when your joy truly comes, you guys, is through Jesus Christ alone. And and that's it. So that's where that's where Amen. I'm at now. That's Amen. that's an amazing Amen. testimony, and I can relate to a lot of what you're talking about. Some people uh, don't have experiences like that, Amy. And uh, you know what? It doesn't mean that they are not saved, but uh, I can relate to what you are referring to because it just hit me out of the blue after I believed. And my goodness, you never forget it. You never forget no. it. Uh, you probably remember your date, the date that it happened too, I would imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, as do I. Uh, folks, uh, we're, we're going to be taking questions. Please put your questions in the chat for Amy, uh, for any of us also uh, primarily here for her testimony tonight. We do these once in a while. So um, thank you for your patience. And Amy, thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Amazing. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Don't Amen. go anywhere. We're going to talk about end times now and uh, oh, yes. dreams and visions and eschatology. So, um, folks, continue to put those questions in the chat, and we will try to address those questions. Um, go ahead, Bob. You can read that one off. All right. This one's from uh, Lynn. It says, do you think the people who are actively trying to convince believers there is no pre-tribulation rapture are truly saved? You know, I just talked about that earlier, where I talked about where in 2 Corinthians 11, 3 and 4, where Paul says that you you can be saved, and then over time you begin to slide and begin believing in a false doctrine. All right? And I see folks on YouTube mm-hmm. come and go. They'll preach grace, and, I, and they've been on this show. And then they turn around, and they end up preaching a false gospel. And I just want to make a quick mention about near-death experiences. I'm, I'm giving more videos about that now. And mm-hmm. there's one guy said, um, you know, he's just all against uh, being born again, saved and sealed. It's all about your works. I had a near-death experience, and the Lord showed me if I don't get my act together, I'm going to hell. You know, it's all about my works. I was like, you just had a demonic experience. 
That's mm-hmm. what you had a demonic. You didn't die. You're in your body, locked down, kind of like what Amy was. Mm-hmm. You're locked down, and they can lock you down and give you a vision. And these people that have these near-death experiences, oh, I went to heaven. Did you? Because an angel can connect with the second heavens. You didn't go to the third heaven. You went to the second heavens, and yeah. then you saw a false heaven. And then they gave you a, a false message. And that doesn't happen to everybody. But I believe it does happen to some people that come back and preach a false gospel. You were connected to the second heavens and shown a vision. Okay. And demons will take advantage of a situation when your body's in a perilous condition where you, they know you're not going to die, but this, this is an opportunity for them to get in there and lie to you. Okay. Um, I don't know if any, any, any other two uh, want to answer this question here. Amy, what do you think? Hmm. Do you think these believers who are preaching against the pre-tribulation rapture were saved initially and now they're you know just falling off the wagon now what do you think um i am thinking of the verse that i just read in second timothy where if you guys know what it is it's in second timothy where paul actually is rebuking two people that were trying to convince that church that their rapture or the resurrection had already passed Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that doesn't really speak of pre-trib, but but still, it's kind of in that arena. Paul rebuked it. Paul was not for it. He Paul taught a pre-tribulation rapture that we are not going to see the wrath of God. If we were going to see the wrath of God, why did Jesus take our sins on the cross? Why did Jesus take our wrath? It says in Isaiah, that whole chapter, Isaiah 53, that he took on the wrath of God. And that is what is going on in the Dan- in Daniel's 70th week in the tribulation period. It's God's wrath being poured out on a Christ-rejecting world. And how people don't um, understand that, I, I really don't know. I, I don't know how, how you can be saved and... And think that you're also going to suffer the wrath of God. I don't get it. It's very it contradicting. Sense. No. So, and you're not. Oh, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead, John. You're, yeah. You're well, good. go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of Christians still think that you're going to have to ride the, the tribulations, and that's not what it is. Doctrine matters. If you don't know the doctrine, or if you're being preached another gospel or something like this. Um, no, unfortunately, that's that's not right. Let, let it be accursed. And that's very, very specific of that. We're not supposed to see that. Paul is clear. Paul, everything that Paul wrote so far happened. And it's that's what it is. So why would the rapture and the pre-tribe, uh, pre-trib rapture wouldn't be, wouldn't be true? Uh, I ask myself, right. you know. So I think um, there are cases in which they can uh people who are certainly young believers in christ mm-hmm. are still ser- searching the scriptures right they mm-hmm. don't fully understand they don't really know and they're still searching there are there are people on that that side of the spectrum let's not forget that aspect of it okay right. now you, you can, can't can I say you know it's very easy to judge someone uh mm-hmm. for their beliefs and where where they are in in scripture but paul also addresses in his epistles that we're never to look down on someone's faith. Okay. So that is something that we need to realize too, that everyone's in their 
uh, specific walk or area within their faith walk with Christ. So depending, it's in context, depending on how that person is addressing that, if they are fully adamant and not willing to listen to you about your side, and uh, it's not really our side, right? It's, it's what's in scripture. But if they're not willing to listen to that, that's a big problem, right? We should be, uh, you know, slow to anger, right? Slow to speak, quick to yeah. listen. I'm really glad that you mentioned that, Greg. That makes a lot of sense. I think that is something that we should all remember. I just wanted to say really quick, too, that I, I'm i not going to jump on that side of the fence saying that they're definitely not saved, because I do believe that we need to remember, you know, God is truly the only one that could read a person's heart to know whether or not they're saved. So I just want to go on record and say that. Right. Second Timothy 2.13 lays that out. I think if we, I'm not going to go through it, but I go through my video. Second Timothy two thirteen, and uh, if you go through it, it shows that it shows you the limits of what you can do. Now nobody wants to go to the limit, okay? But the, the, there is a limit what you can do. Now I'm, I'll say it right now, nobody can ever reach that limit. You can never outpace grace. All right, I like that. Mm-hmm. You can never outpace grace. That's, <laughs> That's a good one. That's good, yeah. <laughs> but I can get into that right now, but uh. This one here from Lori says, what do you all think of the doomsday clock being reset to 90 seconds to midnight? I haven't been keeping track of that. I knew they were going to do that just recently. They do that today, right? I think so, but it's still a manly thing. It's not from the Bible. Yeah, doesn't it change, though? Doesn't it change on occasion? I thought they did change that. They're at 11 minutes. I mean, they're 11 hours, 58. That means they're 11 hours, 58 seconds and a half. So we went from 11.57, and they pushed it up a minute and a half. So, hooray, the the, the unbelievers believe we're closer to nuclear war. <laughs> yes. I was like, really? Do you really think that? I mean, what gave that away? <laughs> you know, oh, I don't know. Just that everybody clock. can sense that these times are not normal. That's what I have to no, say about it. No, and if you talk to someone that is a non-believer, I ask them all the time, Okay, you seem to be a smart guy. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can understand a lot of things. All right. Now, when you look around, do a 360, look around. The wars, the rumors of wars, the pestilence, the earthquake and everything, and all what's going on in the world right now with the famines and all that stuff. What do you think? You think Mm -hmm. it's going to get better with a little rainbow? I know. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry. We're aiming. We're aiming to the the conclusion of the book, and that's what it is. Either you want it or not, doesn't matter. At one yeah. point, if you see the front of Jesus Christ, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. That's right. Amen. Mm-hmm. Caesar asks here: Are both the United Nations and NATO the same organization, and are they both involved with each other to bring in the new world order system? Let me tell you something right now, Caesar. United Nations and NATO consist of mainly America. Yeah. United Nations will be a shell of an organization if America mm-hmm. didn't fund it. Okay. It'll be a few small nations. They'd be nothing without the funding of America. So United Nations is simply a uh, a, a, a a proxy organization projected mm-hmm. onto the global stage from America. Okay. It's, it's, it's essentially America's proxy organization. Proxy. NATO. Mm-hmm. We make up most of NATO. NATO, you know, they hardly have anybody giving us nowhere near the amount of money or yeah. investments that we put into it. So mainly NATO and United Nations is made up in the United States. Yes. With that in mind, 
we do know if you look at the AI, what the AI is saying, AI wants to turn the United States into the United Nations States of America. Yes. Okay. And I used to say, well, how about the, how the United Nations, these fools will come in here and take over this great nation. Then like, hold on a second. The United Nations is the United States of America. They're mm-hmm. just the, 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 they're basically the, uh, the uh, deep state government preparing to come in and be our new federal government. And they're just yes. going to call us United, the, the UNSA. And they got the troops coming in here now. Oh, yeah. They got their illegals coming in here now. They're going to be part of their army. And they're going to divide this nation up into three different parts. I'm seeing it on the maps right now. And United Nations, that, 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 that rogue government over there that hates Israel, they're going to be our new federal government. Maybe we do, but we're the U.S. government. Uh, makes me angry. Aaron, any, and what do you world, say about this? Yeah, and the new world order is not coming. The new world order is already here. Okay. Yeah. And just for the, the, the thing there, we're going to get with one world currency and stuff like this. Well, it is, it has begun in Montreal. There's one type of bank, what one brand that they don't give cash no more. If you go in the bank, you cash a check, they're going to put it in your account and you got to use your card, the, the debit or whatever, but they don't give you cash. If you come in there and you want rolls of uh, quarters for the, the washing machine, no, it's no, no longer. The, the, the institution, the building itself has no more money in it. Mm-hmm. That's There's how no, bad it is. It's right all now, two wings of the same bird. Yeah, it, it, politics... Democrats, Republicans, it's all two wings of the same bird at this point, folks. That's um, what I was going to say. It's, I think mm-hmm. they're all working together. Yeah, they're all, they're, they're all together, you know. And that uh, will become more clearly evident as we progress. In and this, because of the election coming, because mm-hmm. of the election coming and everybody's aiming still towards Trump, our prime minister is not happy about it and is scared. Oh, right. It's a... Uh, I have an opinion about Trump, or we're not going to get into that right now. But uh, no, I know what I'm Trump, just saying. Trump, Trump is not good news either. No, okay, it's just I know a different that. form. Yeah. It, it's, what, it's, all I want to say is, if you if United States sneeze, Canada catch the cold. That's how right. close everything is right now. Yeah, and I think because, you know, they're worried that because Trump, how he was, and I'm not going to get into him either, but how he was before when he first ran, he was very against the globalist. And that's why they don't want him because they don't want him to ruin what they're so well oiled machines working on it right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, it would be the the grain of sand in the gearbox. Yeah. Nova Harari, the right-hand man of Klaus Schwab at WEF, already said that if he wins, it'll be the death blow to the New World Order establishment. Right. Okay. He came out public, said that in an interview. Now, I don't know if they're playing Kabuki Theater. You know, they're just doing this because I owe you, all I got to say is this. The last Antichrist, how did he come to power? Hitler. He was he was a minority. Right-wing. Right right wing. Wing. He was put in jail. Everybody in the country loved him. He was in jail for nine months. Hello, nine months. Mm. Gestation. Comes out, and then he takes power immediately. Everybody loved him still. This is great. Wow, awesome. The economy's raging because he was getting ready for war. And then he turns around and throws everybody in concentration camps. Okay. so Gosh, that sounds so familiar. 
Yeah, does that sound familiar? That's mm-hmm. exactly like Trump, except mm-hmm. um, except uh, Hitler was con- was isolated in Germany, but Trump has the ability to, to do it global, because I mean, I mean, after all, Israel has him on their currency. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> he got, how, the guy's based on a coin with against Cyrus. Trump. Yeah, Bob, you how dare your, you? You got your how face. Dare you? You got your face on the coin of King Cyrus. or something special about you. Yeah. Okay. How about this one here from Alexander? Said, "Where in the clouds do you think we will meet? Over Israel? Over America? I don't know. Over over Israel? I've got the you know, I had a vision about this. What's one the time. answer? Well, the answer is very simple. As Newfoundland in Canada, where I am, we have mm-hmm. the first time zone of the country, so it's going to be above above uh, Newfoundland. No. Because we, of we that's wake up first in the morning, so." Where Jesus ascended, when the two men said, where you saw this same Jesus come up, he will return. Okay. People ascending, descending only happens in Israel. Mount Hermon, all that. That's all in Israel. Okay. You don't have that stuff happening. They might come from Israel. It's basically, it's a gateway there. I heard a lot of testimonies about this. a gateway, heavenly gateway there. And then they come here, then they spread out throughout the globe. Okay. But I, I had a had a vision about the rapture, and basically it was a quick one when I was in praise and worship. And what happens is when the trumpet goes off, a whirlwind, it's like a big tornado. As you imagine the globe, this wind goes right over the globe and engulfs it from one side to the other, kind of like a swallows it from one side, and then it kind of goes the other side. But when it does that, it uh, picks up all the believers. Okay, mm. it takes every single believer, catches them up, and it takes them over the nation of Israel. And that's what I saw. It was pretty quick. But it's just this tornado just engulfs the earth and just sucks everybody up. And wow. it takes everybody over the nation of Israel. Wow. And that's then, amazing. You had that vision yeah. and somebody's questioning that. That's very interesting. That's a yeah. cool question. That's a very interesting question, actually. But see, when we go question. up, I'm just going to be able to elbow someone. Yeah. So you see, I told you. <laughs> so when next time, when it happens, and the huge wind picks up, and you think it's a tornado hitting your house, and all of a sudden you get sucked out of your house, don't be too upset at first. <laughs> see where it goes. <laughs> In a whirlwind. Yeah, I'm ready to go up. Yeah. Wherever, whenever Jesus is ready, I don't care how it's going to happen. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go be with him. Amen. 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 This was a, I love this one here where it says, what are y'all thoughts about the Supreme Court's recent decision on the border of Texas? I can't believe this. Well, I can't well, actually. First, they can be- you tell us what it is? Because I don't know. I didn't okay, read so that. I didn't Texas, see it. The state of Texas, their government had called in their own National Guard and about 15 other states in the union have sent their own troops to Texas to close off the border to keep more to keep all the migrants from coming in, all the military-aged okay. men that Biden wants to get in here, which he said out loud, I want these military-aged men and mm-hmm. these cowboys are not going to stop me from bringing them in. He said that out loud, okay? So it's obvious. So they shut down the border. They went in and they kicked out the border, control, border patrol, the federal agents. Get out of here. We're in control now, which the Constitution says that we can do that. Texas yes. can do that, okay? If the yes. government fails, it's on the state to do it. Well, the 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 uh, Supreme Court just wrote, no, the federal federal the federal government Biden's in control. Take down those borders, take take down the barriers, or else. 
So now mm-hmm. Biden go in to take down all the barriers and he's telling all the Texas, uh, all the Texan citizens and the other 15 states in the union to go jump in the lake. We're in control. Mm-hmm. Let the people in or else you're going uh, to prison. Isn't that That's what the Supreme Court did. That's mm-hmm. against the Constitution. Evil. A lot of people are angry. I see a people. I see these people now in Texas. They have land. They're going on TikTok. Like, hey, I got like 50 acres out here. Come on out. I got water. I got chickens. I got food. Got everything we need. Come out here. Let's get this party started. And yeah, every they're ready. War now. So yeah. we're on the verge of a civil war, folks. And it's oh, going yeah. to be us versus the states versus the federal government. Mm. Okay, we have a rogue, pathetic, filthy federal government that needs to be shut down. There, that should probably yeah. Video, video shut off, <laughs> taken <laughs> off. Oh boy, what do you think? Now, now, since I told you that, John, what do you think? Well, Trump said today that he had a problem with the south border, but he says now it's also the north border. He was mentioning us because people mm-hmm. come here in Canada like whenever they want, and then they take a flight from here and they cross to USA. And that's when they ask for uh, residency and all that stuff. So Trump said it. He says, we also have a problem with North, North border. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying right now is all this is going to turn into a big, huge mess. And there is a mm-hmm. couple verses when at the end of the, the days there, they will, be, uh, they will run uh, to and fro. So there's a lot of motion and movement there of people everywhere. Now, I know you you guys in USA sh- should have blocked everything and should have stopped all this and make sure to go through the regular system to get whatever they need to. But now they, they let people come in Canada and they don't even have enough housing for them. There is not mm-hmm. enough house, lodgement, uh, uh, apartments and stuff like this. There is There is not enough. Our people goes to the to the uh, free food thing there for the um, when you you need food for uh, for your help you with the week and the, the the month there, and there is nothing left. Everything is taken, and that's too much. That, that there's too many people coming in there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me started on that because it's going to turn political. Oh yeah, hey. Yeah, we yeah. Well, let's get away from the politics. Let's say yes, the question please. here: Does anyone think that there will be a twenty twenty four election? <laughs> <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah, very absolutely. Mm, mm. I don't think mm. so. I I hear the word twenty twenty four election and the music come in my ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not so going it's, to be good. Twilight Zone. It's it's an unknown country I right now. It's see- unknown. And a thing you good coming up. You see the propaganda coming out in all the countries and here now about how democracy is going to be destroyed everywhere, yeah. especially in this country. I hope our democracy is destroyed. Destroy this democracy, please. Because according to our forefathers, the founding fathers, they established a republic, not a democracy. A democracy is when you have 51% ruling over the 49%. Mm. They hated democracy. Yes. It's a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. That's what he said. Okay, that's what they told the people. If we can keep it, it's a republic. Our rights are given to us, individual rights, by God himself. Yes. Amen. Okay. And that's the way it's going to, well, that's the way it should have stayed. 
but the question was lose, it's the end of democracy it's good i the, hope so the but question was will, will there be election 2024 elections but the real question is more will be still here for the election because yeah. the rapture is closer than you couldn't believe make sure you get safe if you're not yeah. well, make the sure. event that they will do to stop the 2024 election will be an emp Mm-hmm. Remember, say flip the game table. If you're going to lose, just flip the game table. That way, nobody wins. That's Drop it. Drop the nukes, EMP, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Or they, their other option is let Trump get in, then try to do a coup. I don't see them doing that. They tried to do a coup last time and didn't work. No. He, once he gets behind the controls, that's it. Yes. He can't get behind those controls again. Okay. No, I want. I wonder. I wonder what will happen if there is no 2024 election because Canada also goes in election and I think it's the year, the following year, but still uh, something is going on right now. And I know that tr- this week I've seen Trudeau panicking. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think well, you're just going to They're working on the great reset. Hmm? They're, they're working on the great reset right now. Mm-hmm. We're watching the great reset form. Yes. This that's the whole borders. I mean, I know like we use the word political and I, I know you guys know this, but it mm-hmm. it really is the spiritual aspect behind it. And the devil is behind it because sure. he knows that um, he knows his time is short and we are watching the world form into what's going to be a one world government. There's going to be no more borders. And mm-hmm. this goes to show like the World Economic Forum, that commercial that they put out that you I don't even think you can find it on YouTube anymore because I've searched for it. But I have it and I play it on my live streams when I talk about the end times. That mm-hmm. commercial, it's it says that there will be no more borders anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it says yep. America is going to have to uh, start getting more friendly to um, to migrants is what it says. And so that tells us everything we need to know about our current regime that of course, of course they don't want the borders. Not shocked because they're in on it. All the details all the details are ready right now because as soon as the rapture comes, they have to to put everything in function. Everybody everything has to come on. So everything is ready. All the details are the knickknacks there. So as soon as the rapture comes, they'll say, "Oh, amen." Uh, yeah. Well, they won't say amen, right. but they will say the Christians are gone. Let's go. Well, just like what right. you said, John, with the whole border thing, you said, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty evident. The borders are just going to be gone. And you have uh, the, you know, you have the U.S. or the Amero dollar was something that was talked about a long time ago. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's still in play, but obviously that is something that they're going to open up the borders on both ends. Uh, and you're going to look at one. United Nations, right, of America. Is that is that what you mentioned before, Bob, right? Is that how they're The UNSA. Well, the Bible says that the earth will be divided into 10 sectors. Right. And these 10 sectors will be ruled by 10 mm-hmm. kings. So we're seeing right. the United States falling in, being absorbed into the global order where they set up the 10 sectors. The Bible says it's going to happen. It's hard to watch. I get angry about it. Okay. But this is an indicator that the rapture is about to happen because it makes 100% perfect sense to me seeing the condition of his country and the direction where it's going and where it could end up by the end of this year, it makes 100% perfect sense to me that the rapture takes place this year before we get that mess. Because it's uh, it's a big load of crap hitting the fan. Okay? And like I said, they'll flip that game table if they have to, if they're going to lose. 
And, you know, that's what I was telling Brother John and watching for that great day. If you could just, if Trump's your biggest threat, just kill him. Why can't you kill him? You knocked off Epstein. You knocked off everybody that was with Clinton. Why can't you just mm-hmm. take care of Trump? He's the biggest yeah. threat to all you guys. But yet he walks around public and goes to the courts and do nothing. You know, it just has to make That's you think. Could he in a way be protected by by God for something? Mm-hmm. I don't we'll, know. We'll find out. I think he's, well, I think he's part of the problem of a greater problem. Yes. Because I look at it this way. The devil, he already has everybody on the left. Yes. He doesn't have everybody on the right. So everybody on the left's going to hell. They're going to take the mark. But how do we get those people on the right? Because they're not going to follow Biden and they're not going to follow these people. They have to, I need to get a leader in front of them that's on my side to yeah. lead them into the mark of the beast. Who would do that? No. And Trump, if you see his interviews, oh, I don't need forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I just, I just work. God, God, God understands. I don't need for, I never, God keeps asking, have you ever asked God for forgiveness? Yes. He keeps dancing around. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got my answer, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> I know whose team you're playing on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're looking at some very interesting times here. Where I know we said right. it before, but it keeps escalating. It keeps going. It doesn't stop. Yes. This train doesn't keep stop. It doesn't no. stop. It keeps right. going. It's going you, faster. You can stop that big black train. It's going right. a lot faster. No, yep. it's going to. Think about it this way. Trump gets mm-hmm. in. And everybody in this whole country is fed up with immigration and things going on. Who knows what these these immigrants are going to do, start attacking people. Imagine Trump getting in and say, hey, I'll round them all up and put them in FEMA camps. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And nobody will have a problem with that. And they'll get yeah, them. I thought of that too. Get rid of them. And nobody ever be like, yeah. And then once you get them all, then it's like, who else is a problem troublemaker now? Since we got this whole thing going on, well, these people are troublemakers. And then the Christians, they'll be troublemakers. And then you got the whole, you got your foot in the door for the FEMA camps now. Mm. You got your foot in the door as you normalized throwing people in the camps that are no good for everybody. Okay. Right. And he can do that because everybody will get behind him until eventually it's going to get to where they want to get to, which is the Christians. Yes. You know, and I could see him doing that. I could totally see him too. He said in an interview, he goes, I'm going to deport all illegals and mm-hmm. sympathizers with Palestinians. So if you're a sympathizer with the Palestinian and you're a citizen in the United States, I mean, born again, a born citizen, right? Mm-hmm. He will throw you out, too, mm-hmm. if you're a sympathizer with the Palestinians. That's okay. why we need to memorize memorize some Bible scripture, guys. If you haven't memorized yeah. some Bible scripture, make sure you do, because one day we could be taken away from our Bibles, and you're yeah. going to really wish you knew what was in there. There you go. Yeah. And it is written on our hearts, but let's go for yeah. this other question. Yeah, let's lighten this up a little bit here. This is Richard. <laughs> says, do you think we will live in individual mansions in heaven or live all together one big heavenly complex that has many rooms? Both. Far beyond that. Just think what we have here on earth and just blow your mind after that. Yes. Because I've seen in plenty, I've seen plenty of homes in heaven in my dreams. And then you have a city concept as well, just like we do here. Then you got the homes on the prairies and stuff like that people like. Some people may never want to go into the heavenly city of Jerusalem because they can't stand Mm -hmm. cities. They like being on the lake somewhere, you know. So what do you guys think? Well, Well, I think it's going to be. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say. The the heaven is infinite. Mm-hmm. So 
whatever. I think we can get a lot of things at places, but the Bible Bible mention mentions. So I, for myself, I think that's what it's going to be mentions. Well, he mm. says many rooms, right? We uh, mm. Jesus mentions many rooms, many mansions was was published mm. after or later. Yes. Um, actually, I may I may have that backwards. So, but still, either way you look at it, we mm. have a place. Yes, that's prepared for us. Jesus and it's, said it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. You won't no believe. I have seen. No ear has heard. No mind can comprehend the mm-hmm. things that God has in store Way for above. us, planned for us. So I think um, yeah. there's a translation thing with that too. Many rooms, I mean, also many spaces. Mm. You know, I mean, right. a space like your space. Of course, you're talking about like John says, it's infinite. The third heavens, I mean, it's way bigger than the Earth, way bigger than Jupiter, way bigger than the biggest star out there, man. So it's like your space could be. The size of Saturn. Traveling <laughs> will be just with your thinking. That's yeah. what the traveling will be. So you might mm. not see even your, you might even not see your neighbor. Mm-hmm. But still, if you want to go there for supper, just have a thought about it and you will be there. So it is actually King James Version, uh, John yes. 14, 2. He does mention mansions, the word mansion, mm-hmm. at least where it's translated from. And it may be go back to the root word of, of rooms, many rooms, but yes, um, you mm. kind of get you get the idea, the picture, right? But Jesus many is rooms. saying, if it were not so, I would have told you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I go to prepare a place I, for you. I don't know. In particular, Richard's question, I I don't I don't have an answer except what you guys have already said. That's these verses in the Bible is exactly what I was already thinking. Plus, mm-hmm. in the uh, end of the book, in the book of Revelation, when God starts talking about um, the new Jerusalem that comes down, and it's going to be in like a cube, but it's going to. I've heard that it is going to be like the size of. America, we can look at it like a size of America, or am I wrong? Did you guys hear that? Yes, the size that of that size, cube, yeah. but it's going to be really amazing. It's going to be so tall and big, and we can move and fly all over the place. But I really don't mm. know. I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. All we know, it's going to be amazing beyond yes. comprehension. Mm-hmm. Got a question here for Amy from oh, Rick yes. from Departure Rick. Heaven from last week. Okay, it says, uh. Question for Amy, do you think Satan knows that we know how close we are to the rapture? And is Satan will Satan use worldly distractions to keep our eyes off what's really coming? Hmm, that is a really good question. Um Yeah, I mean, I think I I think he knows and I, I absolutely think that he has a lot of people distracted because if you look at the modern day churches right now, a lot of them don't mm. even want to touch on prophecy. A lot of them don't want to talk about the book of Revelation. They want to hide it from their congregation, even though it is the answer of things that are going on in the world today. Um, and if a believer, you know, believes in their heart that the rapture is is soon but really i mean the doctrine of imminence is what we need to be paying attention on it can happen at any moment and it's going to happen suddenly we do not know the day or the hour but that is the beauty of it that's why we need to be ready at all times and of course satan does not want us ready 
for that, mm-hmm. because when we're ready, we're thinking of the Lord and we want to do work for the Lord while there's still time. And he, Satan does not want us to do work for the Lord because that means snatching people from hell. That means mm-hmm. giving them the gospel. And, and, um, what was the, uh, what else did he say? What else did he ask? That's basically whether Satan basically is like, we, we, we are in this time now. And do you think Satan is trying to distract everybody? He said, we're sealed. You know, and I could see the attack on the one saved, always saved doctrine. Mm-hmm. Because what does he care about most? He cares about two things. One, how you enter the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And two, the exit of the body of Christ. Those mm-hmm. two things he cares about. Okay. He doesn't want anybody getting into the body of Christ. And he wants to stop the body of Christ from leaving the earth. That's right. That's why he attacked mm-hmm. one saved, always saved. And the pre-tribulation rapture. That's why you got the haters against That's one right. saved, always saved. And the mm-hmm. pre-tribulation rapture. You know, I notice that people who are once saved, always saved, and pre-tribulation believers like you, Amy, we're all happy. We go, yeah. you know, come over where all the happy people are. We're all yeah. happy. Everybody that I see that's like mid-trib and post-trib, like, oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go through all this stuff, and I don't know if I have salvation. They're such they're so miserable yes. to talk to and yeah. angry. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is come on our side. We have cookies. Yeah, yeah, about the happy people. Yes. <laughs> Amen. You know. Oh, it's so great to talk about that. I got goosebumps. I'm ready to go, man. Me too. Amen. Would be nice. Oh. It would be a Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right in the show. We've, we've talked about that before. Yes. Amen. Yes, it's gonna be a Tuesday. You want to do another question, Greg? What are we doing here? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh, okay. we go over. We go one over. More. There's not too much longer. No Happy Pappy had one mm-hmm. about the two witnesses. What's that? Happy Pappy had one about the two witnesses. It's going to be Pappy, during the seven-year tribulation. What's the question? Uh, when the two uh, the two witnesses will show up, are we going to see them before the rapture? The answer mm-hmm. is no. No. It's going to no, be they... during the seven-year tribulation. Right. They bring a new gospel. Yes, and their gospel is contrary to our gospel, just like the Revelation yes. 14 angel is contrary to our mm-hmm. gospel. In fact, yes. our Apostle Paul says, "Don't don't even believe an angel from heaven." When that everlasting mm-hmm. gospel shows up, don't believe them if you're in the body of Christ, because that doesn't apply to you. They can believe them, but not us in the body of Christ. That's not for us. As, yeah. After the rapture, is a total different story. Mm-hmm. Total different. So yeah, right. the everlasting gospel is what mm-hmm. the angel mm-hmm. preaches. Correct. And it's it isn't it um and what he's what he preaches is is fear God and repent or what is it again? It's not the gospel one of uh of of grace, first Corinthians 15, mm-hmm. one through four that the angel preaches. No, you gotta work for your salvation. So there, there is definitely the the difference there, and that difference is that even if you take the mark of the beast, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can't, you can't be saved, folks. Uh, It is the Bible is very clear at that point. No, there's no turning back after that point. So so why would we, the church, be in that? That's it. The simplicity of the gospel. Amen. Amy, I know you have to leave soon, and uh, you have to go to work So yeah. uh, tonight. Wow. So we're going to respect that, and we're going to cut this off here. But um, thank you so much for your testimony. 
Thank you for the song Thanks. at the intro. I hope it blesses so many people. I know it's blessed me and the brothers here on the panel. Um, so thank you. Any last mm -hmm. uh, words you want to, I'll, I'll put up your YouTube mm -hmm. channel again. And let's get that What's going. The name because channel? Yes, thank you. Thank you guys so, so, so much. And thank you to Amen. all of you who are in the chat. I haven't been watching the chat at all because I've just, I've never been on here and I didn't want to get off track or anything. But um, thank you for all who have, who's watching this. Thank you to you guys for who invited me. Um, yes, my YouTube channel is called The Testimony. I just changed it today. <laughs> The Testimony of the Lord by Girl Who Loves Jesus. So if you just search for that, um, mm -hmm. the Lord put it on my heart to get back to the roots of my channel. Whereas uh, what I really want to do is I want to interview more people about how they came to faith in Jesus and hear their testimony oh. of the Lord. But of course, I am still mm -hmm. going, I'm, I'm still a watchman. And so when the Lord put something on my heart that we need to be watching for, and for yes. me to warn the people of what is coming, what's going on, I will still make those videos as well. Amen. This is great. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Is Thank awesome. you all for coming on. Stay yes, with sir. us. Come back next week. Should we be here? Lord in willing. God's will. Uh, we do have another guest coming on with us. You probably know him as Brother Tom from Watchman River Channel. So uh, we do oh. anticipate him showing up next week. So thank yes. you all for coming on with us for another uptime. This was an explosive episode uh, broadcast. Thank you all. Thank and, you, guys. Um, Keep the faith. Amen. Amy, thank Praise you. God. Not here. Don't forget the gospel. First Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Yes. Go through that door. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, everyone. Bye. Take care. God bless. Bye.